Hi, I'm Carlene, and this is Nomad Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. We have our first guest of the season, Kimron Corian. He's the graduate of Ryerson University with a master's in digital media, which is so prevalent now, and also the gold medal recipient winner of the Organization of Eastern Caribbean State 30 Under 30, which is amazing. So tell me, tell me about this award and like, what did you do to get this accolade? Absolutely. So thank you so much for inviting me on the the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Quite an honor. As you spoke about my uh, Ryerson experience, getting the gold medal and so, well, uh, just to say that when I went to Ryerson, it was called Ryerson University. It is now called Toronto Metropolitan University. So that's the new name of the school in Toronto. And I did my master's in digital media, like you stated. And uh, throughout my journey, throughout my master's journey, I never just stuck to the academics of, you know, like what we're doing in the classroom or maybe some of the projects that we do on the side, I took an interest in a lot of things that were happening outside of the classroom. So getting involved in some of the incubators at the university, because Ryerson University, now Toronto Metropolitan, is how it is. It's broken down into like zones. So you have like a transmedia zone, a digital media zone, a legal, legal innovation zone, and so on and so forth, where startups can come in or students can go and incubate the startups or the startup ideas there. I was part of the, the transmedia zone, which is uh, focused on a lot of like, storytelling and also the digital media zone, which because of the master of digital media, we were automatically based in the digital media zone. And yeah, so I was, just in, I was involved in that. I was involved in like all sorts of different things at the university. And I, one of my projects that I did was also incubated at the university. It's called, it's a storytelling project called I Am Grenadian, uh, right? And my, my, myself, my partner, Trisha, we launched this project, got it incubated at Ryerson University as well. Um, and the aim, the aim of that was to empower Grenadians at home and, and in the diaspora with engaging and accessible content and stories. So just doing all these things. And on top of that, I did extremely well on, on the academic side. So on graduation day, I was awarded the one of the highest honors that the university offers, which is the Ryerson Gold Medal. And that has been like, I mean, it's, 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 it, it was exciting. You know, I was truly happy for it. And um, still today, like, I'm like, wow. When I look back, I can't believe <laughs> that I actually got that. And um, you also mentioned the OECS 30 under 30. So I am no longer 30. I am over 30 now. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple of years ago, the OECS launched the inaugural 30 under 30 program. And I I got it based on, so I was one of, I was one of 30 young people under 30 from the Eastern Caribbean that was recognized based on what I was doing in the field of digital marketing and also the project I Am Grenadian. So it really had a lot to do with um, the work that I was doing at the time because uh, I, I, I do have, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm working with brands, businesses, you know, helping them to connect, engage and build relationships online using the different type of digital media tools that are available to us, whether it's 
social media marketing, whether it's email marketing, whether it's paid media, what, whatever it is that we, we, we do at my, at my agency. So I was under 30 at the time. I was recognized for the work that I was doing. That's kind of the, the awards in a nutshell. Definitely. I mean, a lot to talk about there, especially now with the way to that technology is going. But I mean, this show is about Grenada and, you know, your roots. So tell me, you were born, were you born in Grenada? Like, what was it like growing up in Grenada? And what was your experience like that led you up to where you are now? Yeah, I was born and raised in, in Grenada, in mm-hmm. St. Andrew, uh, paradise to be exact. And I believe that I had one of the the best upbringings that uh, a young boy could ask for. You know, I mean, growing up, I did all the typical things you know, expect a teenage boy, a young boy to do, you know, hanging out with friends, going to, to the river, fishing, playing soccer in the park at the time, Progress Park, or maybe the park at Pearls, you know, playing basketball on the court with the guys, playing cricket in the road. And, you know, like, going to, to, to get mangoes with the boys, if, whether or not the mangoes will belong to us, but going to other people's land, you know, back then, you're young, nobody, nobody really minds. So you're going to somebody's land, pick up the mangoes. They don't mind that. I mean, one or two, one or two people, people might get upset, but, you know, it's, it's, it's young people growing up. So, you know, the people don't mind that. I, I went to St. Andrew Anglican Primary School in Grenville. I used to walk to and from school every day. Uh, oh. unless, I, uh, unless I got a ride. <laughs> so imagine I, I walked from Paradise to Grenville. Back then, it oh was like, oh my, oh my goodness. But now it's like, no, I, I do it willingly. So for example, I mean, I'm, I I don't live in Grenada right now, but whenever I'm in Grenada, I sometimes just walk to and from Grenville just because. And, right. and whenever I'm in Grenada, like I'm, I'm driving or, or, or whatever, but like sometimes it's like, nah, I, I just, I just want to walk like, like, this is it. I just want to walk. So went to school in, in Grenville, St. Andrew Anglican Primary. Then after I passed common entrance, I went to St. Andrew Anglican Secondary School. That's SAS. Again, over there, play football, took part in athletics. And I mean, I made some great friends who like are, are some of my closest friends to this day. And it has been it has been quite a journey. Like from SAS, I went to TAMCC, spent one year. And after that one year in TAMCC, I left because I got a scholarship to go to Mexico. I went to Mexico to do my undergraduate degree there, did a bachelor's degree in economics, came back, worked in the financial services sector for a bit, migrated to Canada, switched from economics and financial services to digital media. And um, yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing now. Wow, you are Grenadian to the bone. So the country boy, you know what I mean? Because for me, I grew up in uh, Grand Anse and I left when I was a lot younger. So I guess a lot of people always ask you, like, what's your background and everything like that? But I left when I was so young. I left when I was six. So Oh, you wow. definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely no, I, have I, more I, roots I, in Grenada than I do, yeah. for sure. I, yes. I, 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 left, I left when I was growing. I mean, I left Grenada. I mean, outside of like traveling to like Trinidad and so on and so forth for like a week mm-hmm. or two and come back, I actually left Grenada for the first time, like for a, to, to spend a long time outside when I went to Mexico. And that was like at age 18, going on 19. Right. Um. So, and I spent five years in Mexico. So, yeah. Wow, you're a yeah. traveler. There we go. You know what? I, the one video I got to give you accolades for, um, I watched it a couple of times, is the one that you created on Grenada being one of the best places to travel 
in the world. I guess Time Magazine listed Grenada as that. And so the reason I even saw you is because of your I Am Grenadian page. I mean, I was, I guess I've always followed it since its inception, but I started noticing the podcast and I'm like, wait a minute. He has a podcast. What's going on? You know, behind the bars <laughs> yeah. podcast. So you are very busy. And so the way that as an entrepreneur, the way you make your money to live, is it through digital media? Are you helping other clients with their digital media presence? What is your main brand? So uh, I am Grenadian. So let, let's start there. Well, you know what? <laughs> let, me go, let me go back a bit because yeah, you mentioned okay. that you mentioned that video now, and, and we'll come forward to the last question that you asked. Yeah. So you mentioned that video, that um, video I did where, where Times Magazine listed Grenada as one of the top destinations to visit. That video was done during my tenure as the communications manager at the Grenada Tourism Authority. So I worked as the communication manager at the Grenada Tourism Authority for a bit. And I mean, we did, we did a lot of videos, we did a lot of campaigns and so. And that video was the last video I did before I resigned. And move back to Canada. So every year I, I I sometimes just repost that video. I am Grenadian. Again, we, we launched I Am Grenadian a couple of years ago. And uh, over the years, we've sort of fallen off a bit. But my my business partner and I, Trisha, we are currently preparing to relaunch I Am Grenadian 2.0 at the ending of this month. So there's going to be some things coming where I Am Grenadian is concerned. Super excited about that. Now, as it relates to the main thing that I do in terms of business is, uh, well, my business is called, well, the brand is Kim Ron Korean Digital. The company is officially registered as Korean and Co, but I set up, set up the registration so I can operate as, as Kim Ron Korean Digital. And ultimately what we do is work with brands, organizations, uh, businesses on the digital media presence. So ultimately we design and execute results-oriented social media strategies and campaigns for organizations and brands to help them achieve the bottom line, whatever that bottom line is, whether it's you're trying to generate more revenue, um, whether you're trying to get more um, attention towards a cause as a nonprofit, whether you're trying to generate brand awareness because you're launching a new product or service, like whatever it is, we design campaigns and strategies to help you achieve that. Additionally, we work with clients that have us on, on retainer just to work with their, with their marketing people or, or their communication people on the digital strategy. So, you know, on a weekly basis, I'm, I will meet with some clients and we, we, we meet to, to, to talk and, and uh, break down some of the strategies, some of the things that they're working on. In many cases, I may or may not have worked on the strategy for them or with them, but just having somebody like, like an advisor that you can run things by, discuss things with, you know, you have you have an idea for a new company that you want to launch. And in many cases, they have the traditional side of things well documented or they have the traditional side of things sorted out. But the digital side is where people tend to have a little bit of problems. So having that, being that, I, I suppose you can call me that person or that voice that they can go to to get assistance with their digital. That's somebody that they can run things by. The other piece of the business is training and workshops. So we host a lot of workshops and training as well. As a matter of fact, about a month ago, I was in Grenada hosting a social media and artificial intelligence masterclass. Went to Grenada, did that masterclass. It's something I've been doing for a bit. Additionally, uh, when I came back, many people were saying to me, we love the social media, but we also realize that AI is, is becoming a big thing. So can you do a workshop that's strictly focused on AI? 
And about two weeks ago, I did an online workshop on generative AI, right? So training workshops, that's the next piece of, of what we do as a business. So yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell how we operate. Even though you're here in Toronto, you do go to Grenada and help other Grenadians learn about technology now. You know, AI is making a serious presence, right? I have a little story. So I was at Walmart the other day and they already have a Zamboni that's run by itself. So no one else is cleaning the floor. It's obviously AI operated. So I guess that's the way that things are going. Walmart obviously has the money to invest in that. So what is your opinion on AI? As someone who studied digital media, do you think it's a great thing? Like, you know, there's lots of mixed reactions when it comes to artificial intelligence. I mean, we've seen it in movies. I remember watching AI with Steven Spielberg years ago. So it's just like, what's what do you think? Like I said, there's a lot of like mixed reviews about AI. There are AI deniers or AI people who are being, you know, negative as it is AI. There are people who are focused on the positives of AI. Here's the thing about AI. AI is nothing new. As a matter of fact, artificial intelligence as a discipline was introduced in 1956 at the Dartmouth Conference. All right. So that's so I mean it's been it's been a minute. Uh, what we're seeing today is a resurgence of AI that is brought about as a result of an uh, increase in, let's say, storage capacity, computing power, uh, big data availability. So there's more data available now. So these are some, some of these things were, weren't available years ago. So there was no, the AI wasn't as prevalent, prevalent as it is now. And we're also seeing an increase in startup investment in, in AI um, research and also AI powered, powered tools. So AI is nothing new, first of all. The second thing to note is that artificial intelligence is another technological revolution that we are experiencing just like we've we've done in the past. So we we have seen technological revolutions in, in, in the past where there's a new technology that came in, disrupted the status quo, displaced some jobs, created new ones, and then we moved on. Think about when farmers were walking the lands and, and they were fucking and so, and then we had the introduction of the tractors, right? Many people got angry because it's like, oh, people are going to lose their jobs because the tractors are now coming in to plow the land and do whatever. However, with the efficiencies that, that came about as a result of that, we had new jobs created elsewhere. And these people who used to work the land now had jobs in other other areas, other industries. Now, as it relates to artificial intelligence, to me, that's one of the biggest I would say changes that we've seen in a minute from a technological standpoint. And there will be some displacement of jobs as a result of AI, but more than just job displacement, we are also going to see jobs being created in other areas as a result of AI. So our focus needs to be on reskilling, number one, to ensure that we don't get left behind. Number two, we should be embracing AI. So there is there is no point in being scared of AI, or there's no point in complaining about, oh, AI is going to come in and AI is going to take our job, AI is going to do whatever, because the truth about it is it's here. So we can be emotional about how we want things to be, or we can react to how things are and get to the program. My thing about it is the people that are scared of AI or who are who do not want to engage with AI are the ones that are going to get left behind in this new world that we embrace embracing where AI is concerned. What AI is going to do 
artificial intelligence will supercharge us as individuals. It will make us more efficient. It will make us more productive. And a lot of the mundane tasks, a lot of the tasks that we that we have to, the manual tasks that we have to do over and over, AI will step in and really make those things more, more efficient and better so that we can get more time to be a little bit more creative, more strategic. And at the end of the day, the, the next thing to, re- to remember about AI is the fact that Artificial intelligence is not human intelligence, right? It's a simulation of human intelligence, but it's not human intelligence. So it still need. Let me give an example. Let's let's look at ChatGPT. ChatGPT is one of the the, the more popular generative AI platforms that we have now. And really and truly, without the human input, then ChatGPT does, doesn't work. It's just a tool. And we need the creative input from a person to enter like a prompt. First of all, that prompt needs to be very specific. It needs to be very detailed in order to get the output that you want. And even when ChatGPT gives you an output, then you still need as a human to go in and check to ensure that what you're getting is in fact good information because many times uh, ChatGPT can give you erroneous information. And again, like we say, when you're looking at entering prompts, garbage in, garbage out. So at the end of the day, artificial intelligence is pretty much just a tool. And it's really how we use it to make our lives better. That's my thoughts on AI. How important do you think it is to either get on the bandwagon with artificial intelligence? Like in terms of learning, what do you think listeners should be learning if they are, you know, people who are in the IT field or because I, I feel with I the, with technology, especially you always have to upgrade your skills. But if that's something that you're not good at, like, I mean, what, what are the ways you think people should learn about this in order to make their future better? So here's the thing about AI. Like, you don't have to be an AI expert to use AI or to get involved with AI. You don't have to be a, 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 a IT professional. I'm not an IT professional. I don't have any kind of background in technological development. I cannot create AI. I'm not a software engineer. Uh, so you don't you don't have to be any of that. You don't have to be a technology person in order to make use of AI. So there are the people that actually can create the technologies, right? Uh, what are their we're talking about software engineers, uh, mathematicians, data analysts, and so on and so forth. You have those people. However, if you don't have any skills in those areas, that's okay. You can just teach yourself really how to utilize and make use of those tools and those platforms that exist. So let's look at something as basic as, let's say, prompt engineering. That's a new career that's emerging as a result of artificial intelligence. That is called prompt engineering. And despite the fact that there's engineering in the name, what it really is, is about how to write the correct prompt to enter into an artificial intelligence so that it can give you the output that you really need. You don't need an engineering degree. You don't need an IT degree or anything to be able to do any of that. So I don't believe that there is anybody that can't make use of AI. I think everybody can make use of AI. If you can use Facebook, then you can use ChatGPT, right? Because ChatGPT right. is literally just, just typing uh, something into a chat bar and it giving you a response. So I believe anybody and everybody can make use of any of the AI tools. Now, what we have to do is we have to be, I would say, inquisitive enough to to check them out, investigate them. So uh, many people, without even trying any of the AI tools, they will talk about it and say, well, it's it's this, it's that, it's bad, it's whatever. And they haven't even tried it out. 
themselves. So it's kind of tough for you to be throwing shit at something that you haven't even tried yourself. So that, that's what I would tell the people, like, just go ahead and try it out. Try out ChatGPT, try out my journey. There's a bunch of different artificial intelligence tools that are out there. Just type it in Google AI tools and you will come up with a bunch. And there's two, there's AI tools for a lot of different things. If you want to create content, there's tools for that. If you want to enhance your productivity, there, there, there are tools for that. For example, a, a podcast like this will benefit from some of the uh, content creation tools that, that exists. For instance, if you were to look at a tool like Cast Magic, uh, Cast Magic is a tool that I use for my podcast. All I have to do is load whether it's the audio or the YouTube link or whatever, and it will literally summarize everything that the, that the episode was about, write me notes so I can put in my YouTube description. It will generate questions, like a bunch of different stuff. That It, it really makes my life much easier as a podcaster. So uh, I would say that people need to just try tools based on their, their chosen profession and just look at, okay, how is my profession going to be impacted, going to be changed, going to be disrupted as a result of AI? And what do I need to do to ensure that I don't get left behind? And most of the time, what you need to do is either reskill or learn to use the tool themselves to make your job more efficient. Because not every job you can use AI for, especially in the creative space. Because yeah. sometimes we have to be the ones to be creative and strategic and tell the AI what to do. It is helpful, you know, especially with time. There's only so much time in the day and whatever, something else, like you said, summarizing the show and like making notes for people who can't hear. AI is great if you have the words on the screen so that the listener can understand what's being said. So obviously it just helps with time management. Anything that can help us do things more efficiently in life is always great. But I, I think it's it's one of those things, like you said, I didn't even realize, like you just taught me something new that, you know, this conversation about AI has been around since 1956, like you mentioned prior. So there's so much to talk about. And it's amazing. I know like time is of the essence, but one more thing, you are a podcaster as well. And your podcast is Dropping Bars podcast. And I, I saw it on your page, I Am Grenadian. So what yes. made you decide to create this podcast? Yeah, so Dropping Bars, uh, Dropping Bars with Kibron Korean. It can be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anyway. And the reason why I wanted a podcast was to meet cool people. I love that whole idea there. Cause I mean, I've met some cool people and I think you're cool too. Uh, you're very educated. You. you know what you're talking about. And I'm so happy you were able to make the time to come on the show because when I started off with Nomagnation, I did a lot of research and there's a lot of negative things people say. I spoke to someone else because, you know, Grenada is a small island. The population is only 112,000. And a lot of people always have things to say about Grenada. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so small. And with other Caribbean podcasts, like, you know, Jamaica is a bigger island. Same with Trinidad and Tobago. And so it was kind of discouraging when I started off. So you kind of reignited the flame for me because I'm like, wait a minute, I have a little bit of competition now, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I think about some of the negativity that you might get online and people maybe talking smack about different things and what we're doing. Right. The way I see it is if you could take time off your day, like your day, take yeah. your time to come to sit down and like write me a negative comment or to lambaste me, criticize something that I'm doing. 
that I'm doing that. I'm in, I'm in the field. I'm the one doing the podcast or creating the videos or doing whatever. And you're not doing anything. And then you could create that uh, some some kind of negative comment or so for me that I have empathy for you because it has to be that your life is that miserable that you decide that your whole purpose is to just tear other people down. People that you don't even know. Well, I could only deploy empathy towards you. So I don't let any of that get to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, definitely. No, no. I just just, just do what I got to do. We all do what we got to do. So thank (laughs) you. You know what I mean, Kimron? I will definitely have you back on the show to talk more about technology because I feel like you have more to share. You are someone that's definitely know what you're talking about and with the background, especially in digital media, it's so important now than ever before. I think the pandemic 2020 kind of made us realize that we have to have a plan B. We have to create other ideas. We have to do other things. And it's amazing what you're doing. So if anyone wants to follow you on social media, where are you? At Kimron Korean everywhere. K-I-M-R-O-N-C-O-R-I-O-N. All platforms, uh, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Treads now, Instagram, wherever, LinkedIn, right. Kimron Korean. Thank you so much, Kimron. It was great to have you on the show. I'm Carlene, and this is Not Magnation.